97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The following is a paid program. All right, welcome back. This is Ion Health. My name is Michael Jones. Every Saturday from 10 to 11 here on 97.1 FM News Talk, we're talking about your health. I've got special guests in studio today, Dr. Stephen Harvey from TMS St. Louis. Good morning. Actually, a Greenbrook, Greenbrook TMS, TMS yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Formerly TMS St. Louis. Yeah. And also, big news, Dr. Harvey. Yes, yes. We've got another special guest. We do. Chad. Yes. Chad. <laughs> hey, Good Chad. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, that's How's not, it going? That's going great. That's not Eric. Yeah, yeah. That's not Eric. He's got a yeah, smooth, he's out. smooth voice. So we got yeah. Chad running things for us. That is a smooth voice. So Dr. Harvey, I just want to warn you, Chad mixes the music up pretty good here. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he great. likes to play around with it. You know, Eric <laughs> Eric kind of plays the same things every time. Yeah, Chad will yeah. throw some some uh, surprises at us, so that's good. He was on our toes. I'm yeah. so glad you're here today, Dr. Harvey, because I woke up today. It's uh-huh. cold outside. Yeah. You know, it's November. Right. And I just didn't want to do anything today. And I knew that you were coming in <laughs> and you got the whole show all prepared for me. I didn't even have to worry about it. It's <laughs> great. Right. So um, just as a reminder to the listeners, Dr. Harvey uh, is with Greenbrook TMS. Of TMS is the claim to fame, which is uh-huh. transcranial magnetic stimulation yes. for um, refractory depression, Correct. Deep depression. Yes. It's yeah. not responding to medicines. Exactly. Yes. And and just a quick blurb to insert is that recently the FDA approved uh, another TMS protocol for obsessive compulsive disorder. So Great. that's very close on Great. the horizon. Yeah. yeah. And I think you've hinted around at that at prior episodes yeah. that... Um, the applications for TMS are probably going to get greater and greater, yeah. right? which is yeah. great. Um, but several years ago when you first started coming on, it was kind of groundbreaking at that time, right? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. the new thing. That's yeah. great. So um, check out his website. It's greenbrooktms.com. There's great information on there about TMS and all the other services that uh, he offers. His other claim to fame, though, is he comes on Ion Health and he debunks common myths um, with various psychiatric conditions. Yeah. We've done bipolar, obsessive compulsive, schizophrenia, mm-hmm. pretty much pretty much the whole DMS, right? right? All, all <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, yeah. So when he emailed me this week about this week's topic, I was very interested in it. And what we're going to talk about today is Tourette's syndrome. Yeah. Which is a very, uh, it's an interesting disease. Just as a word of caution, Dr. Harvey, most of my knowledge of Tourette's syndrome comes from an episode of South Park. Yeah, right. so I'm just going <laughs> to... Oh, I saw that one too. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, uh, I saw as that a summary, too. Chad, yeah. just so you're aware, Cartman yeah. uh, thought that if he said he had Tourette's, then he'd be able to yell obscenities at any person that he wanted to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then the catch was at the end, he really caught Tourette's at the end. He caught it. Oh. <laughs> so it was funny. Anyway, uh, so I would recommend checking out that episode. Maybe uh, after yeah. you listen to the show, go watch the South Park episode, and we'll see how, how much it matches up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we shouldn't make fun of it. It's a real, it's a serious yeah. condition. I think it often does get made fun of, though, exactly. because it has right. the opportunity to, 
when I think of it, I think when most people think of Tourette's, they think of people yelling obscenities, right? Yeah, that's and, that, yeah, yeah. And I think I think on television, a hundred percent of Tourette's yes, patients have that symptom. Have that, yeah. and that lends itself, I guess, to some, you know, I guess, uh, poking fun of it or, or taking yeah. liberties with it. But it's a real condition that people struggle struggle with every single day. Right. It, it causes quite a bit of misery. And that was the around. whole yeah. moral of the story of South Park was that it really ended up causing him quite a bit of misery when he really really had it so yes. um yeah again we shouldn't make fun of it because it would be hard to deal with it's not just about obscenities it can be other ticks so we're going to get into what it really is and what it isn't yeah. um and i think this will be an, another important episode by the way if you missed any of dr harvey's prior appearances on the show where he has debunked other conditions um including very common things like bipolar disorder obsessive compulsive all of that you can find them um, on our website, which is ionhealthradio.com, or you can also go to 971talk.com, and you can find the episodes. Uh, they're podcasted there. Um, all of the back episodes are on going back how many ever years you've been coming on the show, which is great. Three or four, something <laughs> which like is Very good. And then again, um, when we're on break, check out his website because you can get a lot more information about all the services we offer at Greenbrook TMS on the website. That's greenbrooktms.com, or you can link to it from our website, which is ionhealthradio.com. Now, quick before we go to break here, real quick, uh, you you got to you got to be the guy here because Eric's not here. Right, right. Yes, so yes. I'm going to throw this at you. Okay, all right. There's a new a new study just came out, and it's one of those studies where you're like, oh, I thought I knew that already. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to see things backed up. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's talking about um, our oats, whole oats, like oatmeal. Oats, okay. Are All they right. heart healthy? All right. Right? I mean, I thought yes, right? I That's kind of what kinda I thought. Going. Well, this study confirms yes, indeed, they are healthy. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what this new study can the study was actually out in October. By the way, I'll put a link to it on our website. Whenever I quote a study, I like to put the link up there. I'll put it on there so you can look at it. But what the study confirmed uh-huh. was that eating a bowl of oats every day can substantially reduce your risk of heart attack by decreasing LDL, which is the bad cholesterol. Yeah. Now, I thought this was just common knowledge and assumed, but I guess the more studies we have to back it up, the better, okay? And so what what this study looked at is, I guess, how does it go about doing this? How does it go about decreasing our LDL? And what they found, what these scientists found, was, was that the soluble fiber binds some of the cholesterol in our digestive tract, and then you expel it out. But that's not it. That's not also, there's also something else. That's not the only way. It also triggers the liver to pull your LDL cholesterol out of your bloodstream. So there's two different ways that it helps lower cholesterol. And both of us, this is neither one of our specalties, but we vaguely remember medical school and lower cholesterol. Little flashes of memory from that. Yeah. (laughs) From what I remember, having a Lower yeah. LDL cholesterol lowers your overall risk for yeah. heart disease. Low LDL is good. Yes. And and then the HDL is the good cholesterol, and you want more of that. But this study yeah. just looked at how do oats prevent heart disease or lower your chance for heart disease, and it has to do with lowering your overall LDL cholesterol, and it does that in two, with two mechanisms. Now, they found one more thing in this study, which uh-huh. I thought was interesting, yeah. and that was that a single daily dose of oats also cuts your blood pressure. Um, and so and the, the reason they believe that is, is that these whole oats are a source of magnesium. And oh. then that also lowers blood pressure. So really, it sounds like a daily dose of oats would be a good thing for many different reasons. And this study helps 
show yeah, that. Yeah. So. Throw in some extra magnesium, too. <laughs> All right. Very good. So when we come back, we're going to be talking with Dr. Steve Harvey from Greenbrook TMS. Check out his website, greenbrooktms.com. And we're going to be talking about Tourette's syndrome when we come back. Stay tuned for more Eye on Health after these words. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. We're Eye on Health. Every Saturday from 10 to 11, we're talking about your health care. Chad, that's a great choice of a song. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I that's tried. great. That's good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it too. <laughs> Folks, today in studio, we've got special guest, Dr. Steve Harvey from Greenbrook TMS. That's the trans cranial magnetic stimulation for refractory depression and other things now, sounds like, which yes, is good. Or in the near future. So yeah. check out their website so you can find out about all the services they offer there. Dr. Harvey also comes in and debugs myths on common um, things that are out in the in just the you know common culture, right? Mm-hmm. There is a lot of psychiatric conditions that we talk about in in just the common tongue, yeah. and we yeah. don't really know what we're talking about or we see something on TV. Right. So I think these episodes are great because it gives us all more information. So today's topic is Tourette's. Yeah. Right. And when I think of Tourette's, I think of someone blurting out an obscenity, mm-hmm. and and they can't help it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's yeah. not too wrong, is it? Uh, there, there's, there's certainly some truth to that. I mean, I think on, if you take a sampling of people with Tourette's on television or fictional yes, characters, right. yes. or, you know, fictional versions of Tourette's, a hundred percent of those <laughs> blurred right. out obscenities, you know, like, yeah. like the one on, uh, uh, like, like the one on South Park. Yes, right. And as, I, as, I, as, I, as I warned yeah. you that yeah. <laughs> all of my knowledge of Tourette's comes from <laughs> right. South Park. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically, about 10% yeah. of my general knowledge base comes from South Park. So, um, <laughs> But on Tourette's, it's 100% comes for that. And, of course, yeah. it makes uh, it, it lends itself to, to making jokes because they yell obscenities. And I think sometimes it's hard not to laugh when someone's just yelling obscenities. But that's yeah. actually a very small percentage of what Tourette's is, correct? It, it is, yeah. And, and really only about 10% of people with Tourette's uh, blurred out words or blur, blurred out obscenities. It's a pretty... Uh, it's a pretty small percentage. So then, what is the more what is a more common feature of Tourette's if it's not blurting things out? Yeah, the, the more common feature of Tourette's is that they'll have uh, you know two two different types of tics, and you actually have to have both types for it to count as Tourette's. Okay. But, but people huh. have motor tics, which are just movements, and people have vocal tics, and the vocal tics usually is just grunting or clearing of the throat or tongue clicking, like. Or things like that. There, there's all sorts of different. But you have to tics. have that plus a motor tick, right? Plus a motor tick. Or what else do you call it? Just a general tick? If yeah, it's the, just the, one or the other? Yeah. Then we just call it a, a chronic tick disorder. Okay. Some all right. some people have ticks, but it's not Tourette's. And what makes Tourette's different is that uh, people with Tourette's have both vocal ticks and motor ticks. And also they have different ticks that sort of come and go. You know, they'll have this tick this month, next month, you know, later on they'll have another tick. And then later after that, they'll have some third tick. So, and huh. the ticks come and go. So um, Tourette's is, there, is multiple. Things. Is there anything that triggers these things? Uh, there, there certainly is biologically, but we don't really know what it is. You know, usually people with Tourette's, the, the ticks, you know, the ticks will get worse and then they'll get better. And there's... There's no particular reason for it. that we What I'm thinking of is um, if someone is in a very st- stressful situation, do their tics start to manifest a lot more or is that not true? Oh, that that part is true. Yeah. P- people with Tourette's or w- with, with any kind of tic, a lot of times the tics are worse under stress. 
And at the same time, people with ticks also can voluntarily suppress their ticks. So with with some effort, they can not do their tick, depending on how severe it is. Sure. But, but they can try to suppress their tick. Huh. Uh, without medicine, just try to suppress it themselves. They can huh. with difficulty. Yeah. You know, like the, you are know, are ticks like I'm not talking Tourette's, but I'm yeah. talking just general ticks. Uh-huh. Are some of them learned behaviors? Uh, no, they're really they're not. All, they're not. Okay. Yeah, as far as we know, not, none of them are So it's not either. that as a young child, they develop this tick, then it, for whatever reason, relieves stress, and then as an adult, they keep doing it. It's nothing like that. This right. Is, yeah. There's some sort of neurological thing that we don't quite understand causing these random actions. Exactly, exactly. Or, or we have only a really kind of a vague understanding of the, the biology of tick disorders. Um, how common is Tourette's syndrome? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's a little bit less than one percent of kids okay. have, and I, and I should point out that it's a it's a disease in kids, and it becomes less common. It becomes less severe and less common as people progress through adolescence and into adulthood. Okay. It's mostly a, 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 an illness of kids, uh, less than one percent, and it's mostly boys. About uh, three or four times more boys will have it than girls. Is it on the spectrum of anything else like uh, ADD and? Yeah, or or is it its yeah. own thing? It's it's more or less its own thing. I mean, it's it's sort of grouped along with the other tick disorders, so it's sort of thought of in the same big category as as the other tick disorders. Uh, but it's not it's not really on a spectrum with those other things. But but at the same time, people with Tourette's uh, have a much higher chance of having some of those other things. Uh, you know, someone with Tourette's has a way higher chance of also having attention deficit disorder or obsessive compulsive disorder or learning disorders also. Although they, on the average, they have average, you know, there's no effect on their overall intelligence, but they are more likely to have specific learning disorders. I would guess that um, these kids could be very disruptive in a classroom setting. Yes. And and maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The teachers are treating them different. They, They feel like it's maybe a behavior disorder. When it's really just a, an uncontrollable spasm that they're having. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure that happens. Yeah, yeah. If, if the kid they think the kid's being disruptive or disrespectful, but but really it's just just a tick. So it's mainly in kids. But what age does it start to show up? Yeah, usually somewhere in the ballpark of five or six, and okay. it tends to be at a maximum uh, around the age of nine to eleven. Somewhere around there is when it's at its max. So if your five year old is is having these weird grunting or clicking. Mm-hmm. Or uh, stamping their feet, tapping their foot. So yes. what, what are some of the motor ticks, the common motor ticks? Yeah, yeah. Some of the common motor ticks, uh, a lot of them involve the head and the face. Okay. So it can be like a kind of a weird, uh, a weird repetitive blinking. Okay. Or sometimes like just a facial grimace or uh, just, uh, you know, movements with the eyebrows. Sometimes like bobbing the head back and forth or bobbing the head up and down. Interesting. Okay. So, so a lot of them are, you know, face, neck, head, face, uh neck, but, um, but, but sometimes it's arms and legs. So as a five-year-old who's, de- who's doing some of these things, I, you've got to rule out all sorts of medical conditions before you settle on this just being Tourette's syndrome. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are, there are some other conditions that can cause similar symptoms, but those, well, I'm thinking yeah. specifically of the blinking um, you know, oh, childhood yeah. glaucoma. Doctor, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. right <laughs> Remember right. what I do for a living. Yeah, uh, but right. yeah, I mean, a five-year-old who's blinking, the first thing that pops into my mind is some sort of congenital glaucoma. So 
there, I'm sure there are other things you got to rule out. Are these things yeah. subtle when they happen at five, or are they you know pretty noticeable to a parent? I, I think they, they usually begin as something subtle, and, and really a lot of times they they manifest themselves. You know, the, a lot of times the parents don't realize that it's Tourette's disorder, and really sort of exactly what you're saying is is what happens. Like like you know there are reports of you know kids who blinked a lot, so they were sent to an eye doctor. Yeah. And then fortunately, the eye doctor figured out it was Tourette's. Yeah. Probably pe- not likely. The eye doctor yeah. probably said, well, you don't have anything with your eyes. Go see somebody else. <laughs> well, <laughs> but if, if, yeah, if, if, if the eye doctor watched enough South Park, that's they, right, they that's probably exactly had right. it right at the top of the differential <laughs> what diagnosis. What is the Venn diagram of doc- eye doctors that watch South Park? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty small Pro- percentage. Probably um, small. But yeah, I'm sure they yeah. go to, they maybe even Dr. Hop, right? I mean, one doctor yeah. says, I can't find anything wrong. They keep going. I'm guessing their, their brain scans are all normal, MRIs are normal, yes. all that stuff. Right, right. Yeah. But you but you really do need to rule out some of this stuff because there's other things that can cause involuntary movements, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's things. And the, the other things that cause those kind of ticks or involuntary movements are things that are that are rare, especially in a little, in a little kid, you know, like, you know, Huntington's disease, which almost never happens that young. Sure, sure. Uh, cocaine, which is Hopefully very hopefully rare in a five-year-old. I, yeah. I mean, these days, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah so, so the other things that can cause those kind of ticks are, are pretty rare. So if they have a lot of ticks, it's So this ticks. mainly starts in five-year-olds. Does it ever start at an older age? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it can start at an older age. Okay. I, I think it's pretty uncommon for it to start in adulthood or pretty kind of uncommon to start okay. after puberty. Okay. But, uh, right. but it can, yeah. And you're saying that as time goes on, the symptoms actually get a little less severe. For, for most people, Even yeah. if you do nothing with it. The natural course of it is for it to get a little better? Correct. Yeah, yeah. The natural course of it is that it gets less bad around puberty and in oh. adolescence, and then it continues to get less bad huh. on the average in adulthood. Okay, and I guess because we don't know really what's triggering it, we don't know why it gets less severe as we age. Right, right. Yeah, huh. we, we, yeah. We don't know. We don't really know what causes it, so we don't really know why it gets better. Um, so Tourette's seems like it's this modern diagnosis because of TV mainly, because it's a very visual disease. Yeah. Was, yeah. When did we first learn about Tourette's? Like, how how long have we known about this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was first. It was first identified as an illness and called Tourette's by uh, by Dr. Tourette. Okay, really? sure. In, okay. In, good in for eight, him. In 18, so yeah, good, good for Dr. Tourette, <laughs> right. who studied under some other famous doctor whose name I'm totally blanking out on. But uh, but but it's it's certainly been around much longer than that. And we just didn't we didn't call it. We didn't sure. Identify let, let me it. guess. Uh-huh. They yeah. thought you were possessed by demons. Bingo! Yeah, right. Yes, they thought you were possessed by demons. Yeah, and, and the earliest report is this uh, this priest from the 1400s who I I don't know exactly. I think he was like blurting out blasphemies and uh, and just you know you know back then he was surely possessed by a demon. Sure, you know? right. But but looking back on it today, there's pretty much no doubt that that guy had Tourette syndrome. It's pretty amazing. Almost every psychiatric condition you have come on to talk about, yeah. when they first recognized it in the Middle Ages, it was right. said that it was a demon it that was, was demon. possessed. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Well, I guess if you couldn't figure something out, that was the next best thing, right? right. Must, <laughs> must be Gotta demon. be a demon. <laughs> right. God. Yeah. Could it be uh, Satan? <laughs> yeah, you know. So, right. It'd be nice if we could still use that today, right? That's right. I don't <laughs> know what's going on with your eyes. It might be a demon. Must right. Be, yeah, <laughs> must be Satan. <laughs> it must be Satan, right, yeah. Very good. Okay, so folks, we've got Dr. Stephen Harvey from Greenbook Brook TMS. Um, the website's Greenbook 
is it Green Book or Green Brook? Green Brook. Oh, I can't Green even read Brook. my own writing uh-huh. here. Yeah. Greenbrooktms.com. So check out his website while we're on break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Tourette's Syndrome. Yeah. Maybe some treatments for it. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned for more Eye on Health after these words. All right. Welcome back. It's Eye on Health. My name is Michael Jones. I got Chad running the show over here. Good job, Chad. Doing what I can. I think you're doing great. Eric's away. Doing great. Doing great. Are you learning anything about Tourette's Syndrome? I am. Okay, I yeah, really am. Right, right. So, folks, in studio, we got special guest, Dr. Stephen Harvey from GreenbrookTMS.com. Check out the website. It's got great information. You can also link to it from our website, which is IonHealthRadio.com. We'll put a link right to his site from there. Um, today, what we're talking about is Tourette's. Mm-hmm. The very interesting, and most of us learned about Tourette's from something on TV and it's some sort of dramatic uh, you know, yelling of obscenities or whatever. And that's actually a very small percentage of people that have Tourette's. Yeah. Most of the time you're telling us it's, it's like a tick. Um, either, and they have to have both a motor tick and some sort of vocal tick. Correct, yeah. And, it's, it's, and, and the ticks change from time to time. Goes and they can change. Okay, yeah. now a general tick pretty much stays the same, right? If it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have like the same tick that lasts okay. indefinitely. Yeah. Okay, so with Tourette's though, it, it can change. Yeah. Can it go from the the non-verbal um, tick to the verbal tick? It can, or people people can have just, you know, just a couple of couple of non-verbal ticks, and then later they have a verbal tick, and then... Okay. Verbal tick can come and go. Why do some people do? Does everyone with a verbal tick yell obscenities? Uh, they don't. No. I so think, why? Yeah. How did that? Why? First of all, why yeah. would they yell obscenities? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't get it. Right. But then some do and some don't. Exactly. Yeah. I think m- most people with vocal ticks, it's more of you know just the throat clearing or yes, a noise right. or an ah or something yeah. like that. And we, we don't know why some people have the more more complex vocal tics where they blurt out a word or a phrase or something like that. And, and we also don't know why so many of them uh, blurt out obscenities. You yeah. Know, why that? You know, yeah, why right. That? Why does the brain go there? Yeah. I mean, it's almost like the one thing you're supposed to not do is yes. the thing the illness makes you do. Yes. Yeah, you know? Yes, right. Like but, in, yeah. but there's no, we, there's really no rhyme or reason to it, at least that we understand. Exactly. Okay. exactly. And, and pe- people with Tourette's will tell you that, that the thing they're blurting out is not, not a specific thing they have an issue with. Like, yeah. like one, one woman who, who, you know, blurts out the word biscuit. You know, okay. she did not have a traumatic event involving biscuits. She does not like hey, biscuits any more than anyone now else. Now, listen, yeah. I wake up uh-huh. some mornings on the weekend and I blurt out biscuits and gravy. <laughs> right. I just blurt it out. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have Tourette's. Right, you don't have Tourette's. No, no. If you blurt it out enough, it might count. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it's just random. Seems yeah. random. So actually, the percentage of people then that are, number one, blurting out a verbal phrase mm-hmm. that is an obscenity, that's probably a really small percentage of these people. Yeah, yes, yeah, 10% or less huh. who do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. But, of course, on TV, that's all we hear about. Yeah. So um, we, were, we were kind of describing it in the, in the last uh, segment, mainly in kids. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And it does get less severe as we age. But are there treatments that we give? First of all, do we treat it? If it's going to get better with time, do we need to do anything with it? Yeah, and uh, and some of the kids definitely need treatment. I think 
there, there are a lot of kids with Tourette's out there where it really is okay to just kind of shrug and let it be and wait for it to get better over time. It, it doesn't always have to be treated. Um, and also the majority of kids with Tourette's have some other condition like, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder or attention deficit disorder. And pretty often for those kids, the, the Tourette's is really a lower priority, you know, where you treat the other condition. Yeah. The other conditions are just more important for for a lot of those kids. So So you treat those. So we would treat them um, maybe if they're unable to participate in school, if it's that disruptive. Yeah. 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 If If it, if it interfered with school or, or if it made it hard to socialize, like if a kid is like if a kid's ticks were bad enough that it was embarrassing for them to go out in public or if a lot of their classmates were teasing them, things like that. You know, in those situations, it does it does make sense to treat the ticks. Now, when we're talking about treatment, are we talking about uh, more uh, therapy or counseling or are we talking about putting them on medication to control? Ah, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Multiple <laughs> choice. The answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, but they're both. Yeah, there, okay. there are some uh, there are some behavior therapy type things uh, that help treat the ticks, which I don't know a whole lot about, but there, there's a couple of main schools of thought as far as how to do those behavior therapies. Uh, and then there are also medications that help ticks. So what sort of medications are we talking about giving kids yeah. to control this? Right. And the, the medications that help ticks are, are, are generally medicines in the same category as medicines used to treat psychosis and schizophrenia and things like that. Okay. So not, not, um, Typical antidepressants, right? Um, like the um, Celexas or uh, Zoloft. Zoloft, or yes, yeah, not, not that class of medicine, right? Yes, not those. Okay. The, um, so these are these are like antipsychotic type medicines. Correct. Correct. Okay, yes. So yeah. these are a lot stronger, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah and, and and in general are more likely to cause side side effects. effects so, right. So so when when kids are treated with medicines, you know, one of the most important things is. Uh, you know, to make sure that the medicine's doing more good than bad. You know, if the, you know, it's not, it's not worth it to give them a bunch of side effects just to make their symptoms a little bit better. From what I remember, my only experience with giving those medicines was years and years ago in my early training as an intern. But um, can't it it make you very um, sleepy and uh, inattentive and uh, you know not being able to concentrate? Yeah, they, they can, especially the older drugs. Yeah. That's it's uh, it's better with. Well, the I'm old, drugs. man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know any of these new ones. So I'm thinking. So, yeah. so what you're telling me though is there are newer versions of those older medicines I used to give that maybe don't have that severe side effect. Exactly. Yeah. The the newer drugs in general are better. Okay. And also, whether they're the new drugs or the old drugs, oftentimes very small doses can be a big help. So sometimes very small doses can cause often can cause zero side effects okay. and a fair amount of benefit. Because the only thing I would be concerned about in a kid is um, you give him enough so that he's not blurting out in the middle of class, yeah. but he's now can't even concentrate on what the teacher's saying, and now maybe his grades start suffering. But right. I'm guessing yeah. with newer classes or, or newer types of this class of medicine and lower dosing that that you're not getting such severe side effects. Exactly. Okay. And and if you are, then, then you need to do a smaller dose. Okay. You know, it m- might be better off lowering the dose and maybe they'll blurt out stuff half as much, sure, right. but, but not have bad effects. So find you know. the minimum amount necessary that's getting the job done or making life a little easier and not go any more than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
I'm guessing a big part of this um, is education for the people that are around the kid that has Tourette's. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. teachers and, and classmates and, of course, family members. Yeah, because really one of the one of the biggest sources of morbidity for these kids, you know, one of the biggest sources of problems that the kids have is just being teased by other people. I mean, other than that, it's, if you think about it, it's not really a big deal except for embarrassment and other sure, people teasing. Sure, right. Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh so yeah, so so one of the main things to help the kid is, you know, if if someone is teasing the kid, they they need to stop being a jerk. Yeah, right. You know? So right. so it's, it's it's called stop being a jerk therapy. Okay, right. all right. Yeah, yeah right. Right. Now, kids are mean. Kids, yeah, kids are mean. Kids are mean. Kids are mean, no doubt about it. Um, you know, the other thing we'd want to make sure is that the the kid with Tourette's isn't disrupting the learning experience for everyone else in the class. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm guessing you really the only way to, to get over this hurdle is just education. You you just you got to talk to everyone, yeah. the teacher, the school district, and let them know so that not only is your kid succeeding, but it's not hurting you know the other kids that are around him. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Um, and and kids with Tourette's, they have normal intelligence. Other, otherwise, there is nothing wrong with them. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, they have normal intelligence. They they do have an increased risk of learning disorders, but overall intelligence is normal. Yeah. Um, and as they get into adulthood, they can carry on normal lives. Right. They, they sure can. Absolutely. Okay. Good. Um, will it? If you get into adulthood, will it ever actually just go away? I mean, completely resolve? Yeah. Sometimes it does. You know. So sometimes the Tourette syndrome. Go, totally goes away, or at least it gets so mild that it's, you know, hard to detect or hard to, hard to see it. Does it ever get worse as they grow old? Um, occasionally. I mean, there, there are, there are some cases where, you know, where the Tourette's got better through adolescence and early adulthood and then kind of came back later. But um, typically there's not a bimodal, um, they go through a quiet period and then as they get older, now all of a sudden it flares up again. That's not typical. That's not typical, right. That's unusual. And do these um, tics, especially the motor tics, <clears throat> do they ever get so bad that they're they're actually considered violent around people? Not that I know of, no. Okay, no. so it's not that severe of a spasm where they could be punching someone or... Right. The, the yeah. motor tic is never... Um, it's never directed at anything. Right. Yeah, mo- no, no, so yeah. even though the verbal tick may be cursing and obscenity, even though that's rare, it could mm-hmm. be that. Yeah. The motor tick is never, I like to punch people in the face. Right. I've never seen that Never. One no, okay. So someone's Someone's going to use that as a defense <laughs> yeah, okay, right, now. Thank you very right. much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, I warned you, all of my knowledge comes from South Park on Tourette's. <laughs> right, and I'm right. pretty sure somewhere in that episode, punching someone in the face became part of the problem. Probably so so, yeah. um, so it's never a, a directed movement uh, at someone someone a repetitive directive movement at someone that's never never it, it. it's not yeah yeah it's, it's just not, like it's head bobbing blinking stuff like that so so it's not that they would be on your they, any kid would be unsafe around someone with Tourette's right it's not like right. they would hurt them it's just yeah. more of an embarrassment thing if they're you know yelling things out yeah 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 and that's mm-hmm. why most of the time you probably tell people you know Let's just deal with it, <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah. going to eventually grow out of it. Yeah, to deal with it the best you can. And I, I think just kind of understanding what it is and uh, everyone trying to get comfortable with it really makes life a lot better for the kid with Tourette's. How, how about, we're coming up against a break here, but how about general tics? Do they go away as we get older? Uh, they, they tend to get better as, yeah, they, okay. they tend to also So everything work, in, yeah. that, in that tick 
category does tend to get better as we get older. It does. Okay. Uh All right. Um, Great. Hey, when we come back, let's talk about um, some of the other stuff uh, with Tourette's, maybe some uh, local studies and things that are going on with it. Oh, yeah. Um, So when we come back, folks, we're going to have more with Dr. Steve Harvey from Greenbrook TMS. His website's greenbrooktms.com. We're learning about Tourette's today, so stay tuned for more Eye on Health after these words. All right, welcome back. It's Eye on Health. My name is Michael Jones. Chad, you're doing a great job. You know, you really can't go wrong with scorpions, right? I feel like a rock star. You can't go wrong with it. Um, Hey, welcome back, folks. We've got special guests in studio, Dr. Stephen Harvey from Greenbrook TMS. His website's greenbrooktms.com, or you can link to it from our website, which is ionhealthradio.com. Thanks so much for coming back in. I I love these because I learned so much. On these these common things that we all talk about. We throw these terms around all the time. Yeah. yeah. And we don't really know what we're talking about. And, and they do need to be debunked. Mm-hmm. So not just so we can learn about them, so that we know how to interact with others that have these conditions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, Tourette's is relatively rare, I guess, in the general population. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ever came across a kid with it, um, it could be very disturbing in their life, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 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 And you don't know how how those young embarrassments affect them as they go on in life. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So we're talking a little bit about it. Mainly in kids can get better as they get older, mm-hmm. can almost completely go away as they get older. Yes. There's also no, um, there's, it does not affect their intelligence or their ability to um, become a successful adult at all. Right. Correct. Yeah. They do have a, a risk factor to have other conditions mm-hmm. like uh, OCD. Uh-huh. Anything else that kind of runs along with? Yeah, and attention deficit attention, disorder okay. and, and some, yeah. and occasionally like uh, specific learning disorders also. Any um, um, seizure disorders run along with it? Yeah, no, no increased risk of those. Okay. Uh, and then we're also talking about, you know, if this is not that disruptive to them, you really don't need to treat them except maybe educate all the people that are around them. Yes, right, yeah. And probably even educate the kid about what's going on, right? For sure, yeah. Yeah, let yeah. them know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that it's not a demon. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And, so, and sometimes that's kind of all you need to do, depending on how bad it is. You, you, don't, you don't have to medicate it, for sure. Um, but if you do medicate it, the mm-hmm. class of medicines we're using are these... Um, I guess they're antipsychotics. Is that what they still call them? Yeah, yeah, they, they still okay. are antipsychotics. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh-huh. Um, but they're much better than the ones I was throwing around as an intern, it sounds like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the medicines have gotten better. They sure have. And then... Um, Science marches on. <laughs> and, and it does. Yeah. And it does, right? Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sure if you witnessed cataract surgery in medical school, you wouldn't even recognize it now. <laughs> that's right, so right, yeah. It's, 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 that's right. Science marches on, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So... Are there new things that are coming out to maybe help with this condition? And there are. Yeah, there's some new stuff coming out. There, there are a, a few different medicines that are under study that might be better than the antipsychotics that they've got now. Same uh, class of antipsychotics or are these, you know, de novo new from their own, you know, cloth? Yeah, whole, whole new things, whole new things. There's a... Ecopipam, which I'm probably mispronouncing. That's it sounds right to me. Yeah, we'll just go with that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, which it was uh, originally under study for other things, but now it looks like it might work for uh, for Tourette. So that's under study. There are a couple of medicines that were also there are a couple of medicines that were recently FDA approved for another condition called tardive dyskinesia, and those medicines also are under study as possible 
treatments for Tourette's syndrome? Anytime we're going to get a medicine approved for Tourette's, Mm -hmm. we have to make sure that it's okay to use in kids because it's mainly a childhood disorder, right? Right. And that's a whole other hurdle to go through with the FDA. Yes, it is. Yes, Um, it is. But at least there's something on the horizon here um, medication-wise. Now, the problem with medications, and I don't care how new they are, I'm Mm -hmm. sure there are side effects to these medicines. There's a side effect almost every medicine we give. And when we're giving them to kids, we want to watch out for that. Are there any non-medicine treatments that are, you know, on the horizon coming out for this? Yeah, there's not, there's not really a new non, new non-medicine things, but, but there are, there is good non-medicine uh, treatment for it. There's something called habit reversal training where they kind of try to train kids to do something different with their tics. Yeah. And there's, there's something called uh, comprehensive behavioral intervention for tics. And for what I remember, and again, this goes back a long ways because I'm old. Those things work really, or work, they work for general ticks. Right? Yeah, I mean yeah. they they can they, they, help, they, they yeah. can help suppress a general tick. Uh-huh. But Tourette's is a whole other animal. So how well do these things work for Tourette's? They 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 do work some. Okay, you know, they, they they do work some. Yeah, it's probably worth trying, especially if you don't want to go down the medicine route with your kid. There's probably no harm in trying it. Oh, exactly, and I and I think just like a lot of other interventions, you know, there's going to be. Some kids that it works sure, really well for, sure, and other sure. kids it doesn't work at all. So it's it's worth trying. Yeah. Um, being a surgeon myself, I have to ask: Is there any procedures that can be done? Oh, right? I mean, really? Everything yeah. needs to be fixed with a procedure, not <laughs> exactly. a medicine. You know. Right? So, are there any procedures yeah. like uh, TMS? What about TMS for? Right. Yeah, yeah. And right now, there's no no TMS available for Tourette's. I, I kind of hope that becomes yeah, a thing sure. in the future. But there there is a surgical intervention, and I, I've never seen someone who actually had this. But there is a uh, there is a form of deep brain stimulation for Tourette's disorder where they uh, insert uh, insert an electrode into the thalamus, which is, you know, very deep, way down there, yeah. very deep in the brain. And, uh, you know, it's maybe uh, kind of similar to a pacemaker, except it's in the in the brain. And uh, and that that gizmo can, for some people, really relieve wow. the Tourette's syndrome. I would uh, have to guess. That would have to be in the, the worst case of Tourette's, you know, completely disruptive, unresponsive to medicine. Yes. Before you'd put your kid through something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think this is something that's done very, very rarely. I've okay. I've never seen yeah. or heard of a specific person. Yeah, who had sure. It, but it's maybe yeah. an adult that this is just lingering in and it's interfering with their their functioning in their life, maybe. But that's uh, that's why I picture based too. on yeah. everything you have told me so far about Tourette's today, um, it'd have to be a pretty severe case. Absolutely. Have, yeah. Yeah. Have them do that for brain stimulation. Um, a big, you know, the big, the hot topic is, is genes, gene therapy and understanding the genetic, um, yeah. makeup of a lot of these diseases, anything on the horizon there. There is. And there's all sorts of stuff going on with, with the science of Tourette's. They're looking at, uh, they're trying to get a better idea of the genetics of Tourette's and, uh, they're trying to get a better idea of, uh, of the, uh, of, functional physiology of Tourette's, like what is it that's malfunctioning in the brain, sure. and inheritance and the natural course of Tourette's. And, and there's actually a, uh, a world-class uh, group of researchers here in St. Louis. It's the, the Kevin Black Lab at Washington University that's, that's doing some really excellent research. Right here in town. And, right, yeah. Now, yet yeah. another example of how spoiled we are here in the St. Louis area. <laughs> right, yeah. We really we, do have we, we got, world-class medicine right here. We got good stuff. Yeah. So, so if you're looking for more information, you know, uh, def- I, I don't have the website with me, but you can Google uh, Kevin Black 
uh, Tourette's Lab or Kevin Black Tick Lab. Really cool. Washington yeah. University. It's a, there's a lot of cool stuff. The more we understand these processes, mm-hmm. the more targeted our treatment can be Yes. versus throwing general medicines at something and hoping that it works. You know, that's why understanding these things is so important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So we can target our treatment right at it. Right. Yeah. Right. The future is so bright, we got to wear shades. They're going to get better treatments. The brain, every time you come on and when we talk about these brain issues, it's yeah, you know, it's it's amazing. It is, it is. What yeah. we don't still don't understand, even in 2018 going into 2019. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, yeah. So keep tuning in to Eye on Health when Dr. Harvey's in here, and you may learn something. Well, thanks so much for coming in, Dr. Harvey. We appreciate it. Great show again. Yeah. Anyone that wants to replay this, they can find it on the website, ionhealthradio.com, or any of his prior episodes where we talked about other things. Mm-hmm. Check out his website at greenbrooktms.com. Stay tuned for On the Money with Bob Stockdale, and have a great weekend. Looks nice out there. All right. Have a good one. Get more at 971talk.com.